back to another episode of Can't Get a Text Back. I'm your host, Christina, and on today's episode, I'm talking all about cheating, dirty, lying, cheating. I'll be covering the signs that you should look for if you think your significant other might be cheating on you, what to do if you think you're being cheated on, and what to do if you end up getting cheated on. But let's not hope for that outcome. But before we jump into our episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and follow me on Instagram at can't get a text back. So I'm really excited about today's episode, and I'm really excited that I've been putting out some consistent podcasts. However, last week I didn't put out an episode in case anybody noticed. I have a new schedule and a new routine And if you follow me on Instagram and you saw I went to a pumpkin patch with my nephew and sister, Joe, our family, and I put up a post just saying how grateful I am that I have this new schedule that allows for me to have my weekends off. And for those of you who work in any industry or have worked in any industry where the weekends are busy, I'm sure you can understand how I'm feeling right now. So... I think I've mentioned this before, but for the last 10 years, I've been working in the beauty industry, uh, specifically in retail. So I've been working lots and lots of weekends, almost every single weekend for the last 10 years. And one of the reasons why I decided to leave that industry, uh, besides everything that's been going on this year, is just that I've really had enough with the schedule. I have a new nephew. He is only eight months old, I think, today. When I'm recording this, he's eight months old. So not having that time off when everybody else has time off has really just gotten to me. So I've been able to have the time off, and that's also allowed for me to have a set schedule. So for those of you who work nine to five and you've always worked nine to five, I'm sure this isn't an issue for you where you don't realize how good you really have it. So while you have a set schedule... Embrace it and take that as an opportunity to just really organize your life. And and I I like to talk a lot about self-improvement and and development on the podcast because I do think that in order to be happy in relationships and in dating and to have that confidence, you really need to feel happy with yourself. So I've taken the opportunity. So now for for the past month, I've been working pretty much a nine to five schedule. And I've taken that opportunity to just really organize myself and figure out a routine that I can stick with. So some of the the cool things that I've been doing, and I mean, they're cool for me. I guess this is what happens when you get old, but I've been waking up before work and working out. I've been doing my journaling and meditating and um, one of the things I've been able to do is be more consistent as far as the podcasting and blogging goes. And uh, I know that my, my audience is small, but it is growing uh, at, a, at a slow pace, which I'm okay with. So if you haven't listened before, if you're just finding me, I do also usually recap the podcast for the week on my blog and put it out in, put it out in written form. I think that's sometimes easier access, or if you really want to digest the information that way, you can go to can'tgetatextback.com. So I've been really having this great opportunity now to invest a lot of time into this platform. So I was originally putting out podcasts on Fridays, and now I'm thinking Wednesdays, but I I might play around with it a little bit until I figure out 
my uh, my best upload day. Uh, if you have any suggestions, I, my inbox is always open. Please let me know if you have any feedback, wh whether it's constructive. It, I'm not easily offended, and I'd rather get feedback from whoever's listening. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I, I'm going to figure out a routine to post that stuff, but my schedule has allowed for me to be more consistent, which is very exciting. And I, now my next thing will be, I've been, you know, having my routine as far as my exercise and my morning routines and just having the extra time and, and working normal hours so that I can do the podcasting and the blogging. But my next thing that I'm going to focus on is having a day every week where I sit down and record the same day every week, edit the same day every week, write, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So one of the, th I, last week uh, or on the episode that I did um, previously, I also recorded video. Um, I, I've recorded a couple of episodes as video or clips as video, and it is something that I want to be consistent with. However, I'm finding that because I live in a one-bedroom and, you know, Joe's always in the next room listening. It's not that he's listening. He, I'm sure he really isn't paying attention, but not having a spare space in my home to record and not be able to have a setup just ready to go when I'm finished with work has been a little tough. So I'll probably go back and forth with that. If there's days where I record and and I find that I have the time to set up so that I can film as well, I'll do that. But for now, I really just want to focus on one podcast a week, one blog post a week. I like to send out my weekly newsletters to you, which you can subscribe to when you go to my website. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just really excited to keep this going and I appreciate all of you who are listening or reading or giving me any feedback. It really means a lot. So anyway, let's get into this week's episode. I have some experience with cheating. I've never cheated on any, anybody myself. I've never even really thought about it. <laughs> um, and not to toot my own horn, I'm not saying that if you've cheated on anybody that you're a terrible person. I think it happens to most people, you know, especially when we're younger, getting caught up in distractions. But I do have experience with being cheated on. So I want to give my two cents. And if you were sitting here with me and you're one of my friends and we were just sitting around having a drink and and you know, BSing with each other, what would be the advice that I would give and things that you should look out for when it comes to dating and if you might be dating a cheater? So again, this is from my experience, either experiences that I've had, uh, people that I know. And I would say that for most of this, you're going to listen to it and be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And, and it's probably something that's happened to you before. Maybe things that I think as women, especially, we are always, we feel like we're being crazy all the time. And like, granted, we are. Like, speaking of crazy, half of the reason why I didn't even end up putting up an episode last week is because I decided to go off of my birth control because I've just been on it for a really long time and whatever. The research I've been doing about the hormones, whatever. Anyway, like we we are a little crazy, right? One one week out of the month, I, I mean, I, I was I've been like a psychopath. So like last week, my emotions were just down in the dumps. I I didn't feel like doing much of anything. So yeah, we're we're afraid of having that perception of being crazy and emotional, and you know. So some of these things that I'm going to 
bring up as signs that you might want to look for. It could be something that you've looked over and you've pushed off like, no, I'm just being crazy. There's no way that he could be cheating on me or that she could be cheating on me. So um, I'm just going to go through a list of what you should be looking for or signs that somebody might be cheating on you. These signs that I'm going to give to you doesn't mean that the person is definitely cheating. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know the relationship that you're in, but these are also just poor qualities in a person that you're dating and or, or, or even just signs that somebody's not ready for a serious relationship and that's something for you to consider altogether. So the first one is the company that the person keeps and if they suffer from... FOMO. I know that that's like a weird word to use, but if they suffer from FOMO and let's just say, for example, like guys, right? So again, I'm talking about the relationship that I was in where I was cheated on. And I felt that the guy that I was dating felt that it was so important to be out drinking with his friends. Like he prioritized that over our relationship. There was lots of FOMO. There, there was lots of like just I would say like inappropriate boys' nights. I think this has a lot to do with age and what stage you're in in life. But if you're not in like your early 20s, college days, if it's not a bachelor party, a birthday, whatever, like everybody deserves to have nights with just their boys or just their girls or whoever, their core group of friends without their significant other. But there's a point to where it becomes inappropriate. How often is it happening? Are you living together and they think that it's normal to spend the night out all the time? Like things like that are just a sign that either this person is not really ready to commit, um, especially if it's something that they know bothers you. Like for me, it would bother me if every single weekend Joe was out at a strip club, for example, with his friends. There's plenty of girls that would have no problem with it. And like, I'm jealous of you for being so cool. But if the fact that I do have a problem with something like that, if Joe were then to do that and prioritize it as something that he needs to do every weekend, then he, he's, he's not the guy for me. Um, and when I say the company that they keep, so this does isn't just like going out. I'm not telling you, oh, if your boyfriend uh, goes out on the weekends with his friends and has a few drinks every weekend that they're cheating on you. Like, no, that doesn't correlate. However, the company that your partner keeps says a lot about them. What's the what's that? Um, <laughs> there's like a saying. Is it birds of a feather feather fly together? You know what the fuck I'm trying to say. <laughs> if you have, if 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 your significant other has friends that are shady, why are they hanging out with people that are shady if they're not also shady? Granted, they could just have shitty friends and that's something that, you know, is a whole other conversation to have. And some people just have lots of different friends, but it's good to know that somebody who has good friends is probably also a good person. Like the company that you keep around you says a lot about your values and the type of person that you are. So the company that they keep, the FOMO, inappropriate guys or girls nights out, those are things that you should just start to look for. Um, and if, if something's not sitting right with you, then, you know, it's probably something you should think about a little further. I would also say that this is a little more common when we're in our partying stages. So if you're in your, you know, college age, early 20s, and what I find is that a lot of guys, unfortunately, 
will make each other feel bad if they're not being jerks. And I think we could all agree to this, that when guys are younger, it's cool to be a jerk. So if you're, let's just say, if your boyfriend has a a group of guy friends and they all cheat on their girlfriends and they think that, you know, that you're a wimp if you don't treat your girlfriend with respect or you're not cool if you spend time with your girlfriend, whatever, that's not good company to keep. And that is breeding grounds for fighting and disaster, in my opinion. So the next one is pretty obvious, and it's if they're protective over their phone and their devices. I will never be the person to sit here and tell you that you should snoop on your significant other's phone. And I'll cover more of this later on in the episode, but I'm not telling you that you should just like their phone, their computer, their tablet, it does not belong to you. It's not up to you to just like grab it whenever you feel like it and start snooping through. So that's not what I'm saying. However, I've dated multiple guys who their phone was always facing down. They had, you know, had one of those like privacy um, screen protectors on their phone. Okay, fine. You don't want somebody looking over your shoulder, but it's like, you're literally doing nothing important unless you're watching porn in public. Like there's no reason why you need to have a privacy screen protector on your phone. Just this like overprotectiveness. Joe now, he'll, if I, he would let me hold my phone holds his phone in my purse if he needed me to hold it and he didn't have room in his pockets. He would let me grab his phone to send a text to his brother if he needed me to. He There's never any sense of anxiety around me being anywhere near his phone. We share a laptop. There's no sort of weirdness there. However, we both have the respect for each other not to go and snoop for any reason. But if Someone is trying to make sure that even like a text message, any notification is going to pop up and it's going to cause problems. They're probably going to be extremely protective over their phone. So that's something that you want to look out for. That's something that's probably really obvious. That's something that I thought I was being absolutely crazy about. I'm like, I'm crazy. I'm absolutely crazy. This guy, he, he's, you know, it's just, he's, he's private and whatever. It's like, no, if, if they can't even have their phone out, if they need to take it with them every time they go pee, then that's probably an issue. The next thing is, does this person have a history of cheating? I'm not saying that people can't change. I know plenty of people who have cheated once before. They've cheated when they're in college, in their 20s. But if somebody has a history, if it's something that's pathological, it's happening especially in their adult life with any previous relationship and you know about it, then it might be something that you want to consider. It, for me, knowing what I know now, I don't think it's a headache that somebody should take on. So for example, when I got cheated on, I started dating the guy and I thought he was wonderful. He came off as this really, really nice guy. If you've ever listened to uh, my other podcast with Anushka, uh, it's not that hard. I talked about him like referring, we would refer to him as the chubby nice guy and like he wasn't so nice as it turns out. So he let me know early on in our relationship that he had cheated on the girlfriend that he was with before me. 
And he was like, you know, that wasn't right of me. We were in this terrible relationship. Of course, he was like making it like she was the worst person on the planet and everybody hated her and he didn't know how to end it, whatever. So I I was like, it's fine. Like, I totally understand. I'm not judging you. It sounds like you're very remorseful about what happened in that situation. Sounds like your relationship was pretty much over and you cheated. Like, I get it, right? So I didn't think anything of it. However, the months start going by and we had a big mutual friend group and, you know, I think that it was one of his friend's girlfriends thought maybe I knew that he didn't just cheat on this ex-girlfriend one time, he was cheating on her like every weekend and like in public, like they would go out to a bar and he'd just be making out with other girls at the bar while other people were there uh, and can see him doing it. Uh, I then later ended up finding out that he cheated on every single girlfriend he's ever had through high school, college, and any time after. So that that's a person who I wouldn't say is likely to change. It then ended up happening with me, obviously. Um, and I hope that, you know, that he figured his shit out and doesn't do that again because nobody deserves that. But a history of cheating is a way, it's like, no offense, I'm sure that you're special, but if you're with somebody who has a history of cheating, what makes you so special that they're not going to do that again? Cheating is not anybody's fault except for the person who does it. You, there's many different paths that you can take before you decide to go and cheat on somebody. So after having a history of cheating, the next thing is, is this person extremely jealous or controlling? So, you know, when I say that I I was cheated on by one boyfriend, that's all that I know of. But I was with somebody else before that. And, you know, through the grapevine, I kind of heard some things and I'm sure that they were cheating or at least just being really shady. This list can literally just be you are dating a shady person, right? So uh, being extremely jealous or controlling is oftentimes a sign of deflection or you're projecting what you're doing onto somebody else. So someone who is shady themselves is more likely to be worried about you cheating on them. It's always the cheaters who are afraid you're going to cheat on them because they know what they're doing when you're not paying attention. So even the guy who cheated on me, he wouldn't really show too much. Actually, I'm lying. I was about to make it like he was cool as a cucumber. He wasn't. I ended up losing a really good guy friend because of him because he didn't like the way that I, I said hi and, and hugged the person or you know we would we would text and, and we were good friends and they would get extremely jealous, which as I'm, as I'm getting getting older, I realize as an adult, there's certain friendships that are like, whatever, even if they're platonic, like your friendships, at least for me, like with my friendships with guys are just non-existent and not the same as when I was younger. You know, I, I, you know, nobody, I wouldn't say that I have, unless you have like a guy best friend from childhood and you're really that close, like your relationships are going to change anyway. But if somebody is extremely jealous I mean, starting a fight with you because they don't like that you have a friend or something, that's not cool. I remember also going out to a club for, I don't know, somebody's birthday or some sort of special occasion. And my outfit was, I guess, too revealing for their liking. And now that I look at it, I'm like, it really wasn't that bad. I was wearing like a high-waisted skirt that went practically down to my knees. And I was wearing a cropped, you know, sleeveless shirt. It it was kind of like one of those like 
bustier bra combination things. Like I had like an inch of my stomach showing and a little bit of cleavage and they had a panic attack over it for like days after. So, and then it turns out he was being a cheater. I thought that I was dressing sexy and that my boyfriend was going to think that I looked good and, you know, whatever, and be like proud that, to to call me his. But it, it ended up just going the other way and he was really uh, jealous over it. And, and, you know, from then on, I just didn't feel comfortable wearing anything that had cleavage because I thought he was going to be mad at me. Um, so that's something that's really common. And, and I've noticed in couples that I even know of who have cheated, they are extremely jealous and controlling of each other because you're afraid that what you do is going to come back and bite you in the ass. So um, the next thing is really just vague communication. This especially goes for couples who either spend a lot of time apart if, if somebody is, on, um, is away for work a lot or if you don't live together. And if, you know, especially like I like to talk a lot to the, speak a lot to the young girls because I've been in my early 20s and I've dated jerks and we, and we all have. And there's just a different way of dating when you're younger and you're not sure, you know, how serious your relationship is going to get. Maybe you're still living at home or you're in college, whatever it is. And there's going to be nights where maybe your guy is out with his friends or he's home and you, you guys are just not spending the night together and there's just lots of vague communication, not no times of when they think they'll be home or who they're hanging out with, where they are. You're, there's long periods of silence throughout the night. Listen, when you go out with your friends or you're spending time with people, be present and spend time with people, but you need to check in with your significant other. If you're being vague about your whereabouts, who you're with, Anything like that, the details, it's a little strange. Again, doesn't mean that they're cheating, but these are just things that you might want to watch out for. Um, okay, and then this is really, really big. Never, for, in my opinion, never date somebody who has never had alone time or got anything out of their system. Never is a, is, a, is a very strong word. I wouldn't recommend dating someone who's never had any time to be single or had any time to get things out of their system. I'm not saying that everybody needs to get things out of their system. There's plenty of friends of mine who they've been single for a while. They don't find the need to, you know, hook up or date around or, or get any sort of experience, but they have lots of time to be with themselves and get to know themselves either being alone and having the time to yourself or even having the time, let's say whatever, you, you want to go on a lot of dates, hook up, whatever it is, be safe out there, kids. Um, whatever it is that you want to get out of your system or that you need to do as a single person, that is such important time. If you're not by yourself ever, you won't know what you really want. And what I have found is in the two relationships I had before Joe, both of the guys that I dated were serial daters. They were they had girlfriends back to back to back or they were just in long relationships and they never had a breath to be single. And so what happens is they decided that they would still have their single nights out and hooking up and all that while they were with me. They figured, 
they didn't, you know, lose out on any time. They would just go out and hook up with other girls while they were with me. They would just, you know, get out of their system. Any of the immature things that we need to get out of our system has to happen before you start dating somebody else and commit to somebody else. So if you're with somebody who has never had that time alone and they might regret not having that time alone, that is worrisome. And I'm telling you from firsthand experience, and for me, I'm so happy that I had years of my life to be single, get to know myself. I got to know what I like, what I don't like, what I need in a partner. And I can honestly say, I will never think to myself, wow, I wish that I was single. I would go, I, I wish I could go back to that. I would never, ever, ever think that at all. It's just not in, it's not in my thoughts at all. So what to do if you think you're being cheated on? So I would say, just ask. And when you ask, this will be very telling. So if your significant other gets approached by you and you're like, listen, something's not sitting right with me. Are you cheating on me? Is there somebody else? Is there something you're not telling me? Their reaction will tell you so much. If they get defensive with you, that's not a good sign. Now, if you are like harassing them every single week and then finally they get defensive with you, that's a different story. But if you come to them and you say, I'm worried, I feel like something is not right between us, whatever, whatever you, however you want to put it. If they get defensive with you and they get angry and like, how dare you ask me something like that, that is very telling. So it doesn't mean that they're cheating but there's no reason to be defensive. And if they aren't cheating, but they're being defensive and they don't want to figure it out with you, come up with a solution, whatever the case may be, then they're also just not a good person to date. Because you should be able to voice your concerns to your significant other without them making you feel bad. And then the next thing that I would say is, and I did this, I suspected, so not to go on too much of a tangent, but the, the last boyfriend that I had before Joe, I found that he was cheating on me. Um, he was the one who was a, a you know, serial cheater before, you know, before we started dating. He was just like cheating on every girlfriend with multiple, you know, people every weekend, like I said. And I didn't like his behavior online. Which is also, you know what, it's not something that I wrote down because I haven't had to deal with it in a long time, but I didn't like his behavior online. He would only communicate with girls on Instagram and Twitter. Never guys on Twitter, like he wouldn't, he wouldn't reply back to any guys or like retweet anything from guys. And I know that sounds really stupid, but it was always girls. And it wasn't like a random like influencer or somebody who had a platform. It was like his cousin's friend's sister who he met three times, and then he's, like, replying back to their tweets, but, like, never a guy, right? So anyway, you know, there was always, there was always some sort of weird communication. All the signs that I gave to you, you know, were, he, he, you know, pretty much showed all of these signs. And I was always worrying about him cheating on me. And I would bring up his behavior. I never flat out was like, are you cheating on me? Because... There just wasn't enough for me to say, are you cheating on me? But I would bring up his behavior, any of the, the things on the list that I gave to you guys, I would bring those things up and he would get really defensive. So one day I decided that I was going to log out of my Snapchat account 
and guess his password to log into his Snapchat account. And by the end of that day, I realized that he was cheating on me with, you know, I literally had to open up a Snapchat from a girl where she was like touching herself. Like that was really fun. I had a fucking meltdown. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know if now, like knowing what I know now and how that happened, I really just think I should have broken up with him without any of the solid proof. I think I should have just broken up with him because all signs were pointing to him cheating. All the behavior was just obviously not okay with me. I didn't appreciate any of the behavior, so I should have just broken up with him. Granted, who knows? Maybe if I just broke up with him, maybe I would have gotten back with him if he tried because I didn't have any solid proof. Maybe I would have thought I was being crazy. But um, I, I told you before that, you know, one of the signs is somebody being super protective over their phone and their devices. I never condone snooping uh, because I do think that there are certain things that should stay private. You're allowed to get into an argument and then go and complain to your friend, right? Like, like that's allowed to happen. Or, you know, I, I've had friends of mine that surprises have been ruined for them because they've gone snooping just because they felt like being crazy and, and not minding their own business. So don't snoop. But if you're at the point of thinking that you should snoop, you better be ready to find information that you don't want to find. So if you are like almost 100% sure, like 99.99999% that you're going to find solid proof that they're cheating, then fine. Go ahead, find the information you need, but you better be decided beforehand what you're going to do with information if you do find it. So if, if you think somebody's cheating on you, like I said, bring it up, see how the conversation goes. You might just be overanalyzing things. It might just be a conversation about what you need from your partner that they're not giving you. But um, snoop with caution because most of the time, if you think someone's cheating on you and you go snooping, you're going to find things that you don't like and you better be ready to handle that. And then if you have been cheated on, you end up actually finding out if you've been cheating, cheated on, if you have already had suspicions and you end up finding out, I would say before you, if you start having suspicions that somebody's cheating on you, think about right then and there if you would forgive them, if you would break up with them. Decide that beforehand. If you need to, to decide, you know, if it's the scenario, if it's based on who, if you, you know, everybody considers cheating a different thing. If it was physical, if it was emotional, if it was, you know, just something that was a little secretive, if you consider that to be cheating, you need to decide what you're going to do. So if you decide that you think that you and your partner will be able to work it out. If you think that there's any possibility, let's say you think that you're going to break up, but maybe you would consider getting back together. I would say don't tell too many people. And I know that that sounds really crazy. Of course, you want to tell your friends or you want to vent to your family. I get that 100%. But if you think that there's a possibility that you're going to forgive someone after they cheat on you, don't go and tell too many people about it. If you need one person that you trust with your life and you want to tell them all of your, your uh, deepest, darkest secrets, that's one thing. But I've, I've seen situations where people get cheated on and then they tell so many people and then they end up getting back together. And it's nobody's place to judge. You know what I mean? It's nobody's place to judge. However, people are going to be confused or they're going to be angry for you. They're going to be protective over you. People are less likely, like friends and family especially, they're less likely to keep 
you know, to support you if they think that you're making a bad decision for yourself and that comes out of love. So just be careful with that. And then, like I said, just decide on a plan before you confront them and start having a conversation about it. Um, if you find out you're being cheated on and even if you decide that you're not going to stay with this person, I made the mistake of I decided to break up with him and then I proceeded to um, get drunk every night of the week and cry about it and like email him and text him all the time telling him what a bad person he was, um, asking for apologies. I made sure to tell everybody that we knew that he cheated on me. Like I, I just, I went fucking crazy. And I just, I bad mouthed him and whatever. And it's like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter if somebody does something shitty to you and you decide to break up with them, handle it as any other breakup, let it go and just lean on the people closest to you to support you. So that just about wraps up this week's episode. I hope that you found some tangible uh, tips in here and I will be following this up with a blog post. So I'm going to bullet point the entire list that I gave you for quick reference and to uh, be updated on that, just follow me on Instagram at can't get a text back. I hope you guys have a great week and I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.